This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Leeds United nil, Liverpool 3, but all thoughts with Harvey Elliott. Guy Clark here, welcome along to the post-game podcast as we react to the win at Ellen Road. But importantly, send our best wishes to the Liverpool youngster who stretched it off during the game. Coming up, we'll be hearing from Jurgen Klopp's press conference with the latest on Elliott's injury, as well as our panel of regular Reds who have their say. Before we get to all that, though, here on post-game, let's get over to Ellen Road and hear from the Echoes Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool march on thanks for a 3-0 win here at Ellen Road against Leeds United this evening. Uh, a classy and uh, ruthless performance on the visiting Reds. Um, should be the talking points, but uh, sadly we are left to reflect on what looks like another long-term injury for one of Liverpool's players. Uh, Harvey Elliott this time, who um, possibly has suffered some sort of break here. We're unable to confirm that at the moment. We're waiting to hear from Jürgen Klopp at the time of recording, but... Uh, the Liverpool midfielder was on the receiving end of a poor challenge from Pascal Strauch. Uh, ran about the, the hour mark and uh, immediately it looked like a bad one. Uh, Mohamed Salah was uh, around the incident and he immediately signalled for the physios and the Liverpool uh, substitutes bench looked in shock. It has to be said, loads of hands on faces and hands on heads and they couldn't quite believe what they were witnessing. And uh, Elliot went off on a stretcher to uh, a chorus of applause from the DOA fans just to my left. Uh, and uh, to his credit, he, he was still... Able to clap the fans as he uh, as he left in the back of an ambulance and later posted an update on social media of sorts. Uh, but it does look now that the uh, the 18 year old who started the last three Premier League games in midfield will be set for an extended spell on the sidelines. That uh, sadly is the main story from Ellen Road this evening. But uh, Liverpool were a class apart um, against Leeds United. Uh, Mohamed Salah with his 100 Premier League goal, getting the Reds uh, on the road with uh, when he converted Trent Alexander Arnold's low cross. Um, Liverpool made it 2-0 uh, five minutes into the second half when uh, Virgil van Dijk nodded down for Fabinho. He lashed home and uh, Liverpool were given the um, the superiority on the scoreline that their dominance uh, probably reflected uh, after a host of missed chances in the first period. Um, and then the incident involving Elliot uh, meant that uh, Pascal Strauch, the uh, substitute, was given a red card and Liverpool really just um, kept pressing and pushing for the third. Sadio Mane missed a half full of chances before eventually making it 3-0. Uh, a nice assist from Thiago with his, uh, on his first start of the season. It was his last act. Uh, he set up uh, Mane and then was replaced later on for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. So uh, Liverpool go marching on. The 3-0 takes them up to uh, 10 points from a possible 12 alongside Manchester United and Chelsea. But uh, as you say, the big news emerging from Ellen Road this evening is sadly the uh, potential um, long-term injury to Harvey Elliott. We will, of course, keep you updated with any reaction from Jürgen Klopp and uh, the rest of the Liverpool camp on that injury and the game as a whole. But uh, for now, we're just waiting to hear what uh, the severity of that injury is. But Liverpool certainly won't be with Harvey uh, with Harvey Elliott in the camp when they meet AC Milan in the Champions League on Wednesday. But for now, they uh, take a trip back across the Pennines with a bit of a statement performance, but uh, a very sombre mood. It's finished here at Ellen Road. Leeds United nil, Liverpool 3. Paul Gorse reporting from Ellen Road as Liverpool get another win on the board and a big win too given the results for Man City, Manchester United and Chelsea this weekend and three points for Harvey. All sorts of course with Elliot with the tempo of the game really dropping off following the teenager's injury. For the latest update on how he's getting on, let's hear now from Jurgen Klopp speaking in his post-match press conference. Yeah, again, sorry uh, to start with this. How was Harvey? We've seen... Um... We've seen an Instagram post for him with his thumbs up, but can you give us an idea on, on how he is and um, just how serious the injury is, please? 
at the moment. I love this one of the few Instagram posts. I obviously love if you really send that already. That's good. That shows that he has not that much pain anymore. That's great news. I think we all saw it. It's um, the ankle was not in the right place anymore. Our medical department could put it in the right place again, which is very important really in the moment that it goes quick. Um, that's good. Apart from that, it's not a lot of good things to say about because obviously it was a bad, it's a bad injury, and um, we have to wait now just for the further um, uh, examinations, assessments, whatever scans, and yeah, that's what we do. Thank you, Dom. Uh, Tim from Sky Sports, I've all need hands up if I can ask someone you, but I can't do it without that. Tim from Sky Sports. Yeah, again, away from the injury, it was a terrific performance from your side today. Thirty attempts on goal, a clean sheet. With the injured players back that were missing last season, do you feel as though you're now showing the kind of form you were when you won the title? I'm not interested in the form we had when we won the title. I am interested in the best possible shape we can have now, and I don't even know it. So, obviously, uh, we played a really good game today. You're right. I thought as well, but it was necessary if you play a little bit worse, a little bit lesser good, then... Um, Leeds will punish you. You saw that. I think after two minutes, there were already two or three counter-attacks on both sides, like two runs box to box. It was, that was the opener for the game. It was clear it will be really tough. But then we um, we pressed exceptionally well. That's why we won a lot of balls. That's why we could play from there. Uh, well, I was, of course, far away from being perfect. We scored nice goals, but we should have had more clear-cut chances. We had a lot of finishes. 30, I heard, and but we should have had more clinical chances. But that's not a problem today. 3-0 is brilliant. Um, but we, we know we have space for improvement and we have to do that. Okay, we go to Mark Walker next. Mark Walker. Sorry, Mark. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Mark. Marcelo said that his game plan, he, he wasn't able to get his offensive players in good positions, whereas your game plan allowed your offensive players to get in good positions. Could you elaborate a little bit on that, as to what ex exactly you think Marcelo means? <laughs> Do I have to explain what Marcelo means? Um, um, <laughs> so, first and foremost, it's nice to get this kind of compliment from Sir uh, 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 yeah, we did well. We we defended them really brave. We defended them in the right spaces, and that's always how it is. And the offensive players can get on the ball when you when you allow the passes to the offensive players. Our idea was to cut out um, Phillips, which is important um, to cut out the passes they want usually to play, or they want to find him in the center, um, and that took a little bit of their their game plan away or whatever. Um, in our in our case, I think we had a lot of moments where we won the ball and then we were obviously with the quite expensive um, formation they have in possession and we used the space quite well to um, to set our own attacks. But um, I said without intensity, it's not possible. This is not a game that you, you cannot play that dice like chess. You have to really, you have to throw everything on the pitch to, to make little advantages and we did that. That's what I like most about the game, that we are really ready. But the atmosphere today with the intensity Leeds is asking for, um, it's a really tough place to come. And we did really well. 
we played here last, we played them now third time. This obviously was the most convincing performance so far. Last year we won at home, yes, was more spectacular. Um, the away game here without crowd is obviously completely different. Um, cup of tea and um, was a 1 1. I wasn't even close to as good as we were today. So, yes, I'm happy with the performance. Paul Joyce with the last question. Um, Paul, uh, you want me to Jürgen, um, a few weeks ago, yourself and a couple of other Premier League managers um, mentioned about the new referee initiative about letting the game flow. Do you think what happened today has anything to do with that or is it a different issue? I, I, I don't think the situation today had anything to do with that. When I speak about that, so I don't, please do me a favor. Nobody puts now what I say in, otherwise I don't speak anymore, honestly, because if you now put what I say now in, together with the situation today, then it's not okay. So the problem with let the game flow is not that, um, what the problem is, that players naturally now try to use that. It's a normal thing. If you don't get whistled, why shouldn't you try it? The players don't want to injure each other. They don't just want to go in harsh, in, in hard, proper challenges. And I don't just understand why, why I, I, it was last year. It was not. If the, the main problem last season was that the game didn't flow enough. And then I, I saw a completely different season, honestly. If that the, is that the assumption of the season last year, <laughs> that the one change we need is let the game flow, where should it lead to? That's the problem. It's not easy for the reps. It's not a clear rule. It's just let the game flow. So don't whistle that, don't whistle this, these kind of things. So I have no problem. England was always famous for that, that lesser things got whistled than in other countries. That's fine. We already got used to that. And now we go to the next level. For what reason? I don't understand it, but oh, that's not important. What I think you ask me, I give to say again my opinion. Fine. Um, nothing. It's okay. Um, it's only my opinion. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 3-0 away win at Leeds. Two games, wasn't it? It was a game before Harvey Elliott's injury and a game that happened afterwards. I'm so upset for him. We've had our fair share of bad injuries in recent times, but this one perhaps cuts the deepest young boy. So much talent. Looked like he was going to do great things this season. In my in my notes in preparation for for this report, I was I'd already written down at half time that he's a legit first eleven player. Had that chance, didn't he, with his left foot that was blocked, and then had a good shot on the rebound with his right foot. Had another shot in the first half as well, so he was really in amongst it. I genuinely think he would have been knocking on the door of the World Cup squad just over a year from now um, when England go to Qatar. Although I, I sit here not not sure about what the injury is. I, I'm, I'm in New York and NBC refused to show a replay. They did, though, show a picture of him, uh, his, his Instagram. He Instagrammed from from the ambulance. So he's, he's obviously in sufficiently good spirits to be able to do that. But I have no idea about how bad the injury is. By the time you hear this, perhaps you'll you'll have a good indication. I hope it's not long term, but... The way Mo Salah reacted and 
um, what what we saw in the aftermath of the the incident itself didn't look good, did it? Um, and that really cast a, a grave shadow on on all of the proceedings today for me. I thought stunning eleven was um, was spot on. Expected really, I, I think, with the Champions League coming in the middle of the week, I expected Henderson to come in for Elliot. And I, I, I should think it was key that uh, Naby came on for a little loosener at the end there. I, I think with Thiago playing virtually the whole game over 90 minutes, in fact, that Naby will probably start for Thiago. So I think the selection was made with the Champions League in mind. Um, and, and we were at times scintillating in the first half. It looked very, very good indeed. I think it's worth worth commenting on how valuable it is to have Joel Matip and Virgil van Dijk back in the squad, not just because of their outstanding defensive contributions, but they're so good when we go forward as well, not just from set pieces, but in open play, Matip's pass for Trent. Um, not not to Trent's feet, but inviting him to just move forward and inside so that he, he could play that perfect ball into the six-yard box for Mo Salah was what that goal was all about. It was all about Joel Matip. He's got that ability, even in crowded spaces, to just uh, lay off the little pass that opens everything up, just like he did in the Champions League final when he supplied Divock Origi. And then Van Dijk, um, his assist for Fabinho, you know, just shows what a contribution those two provide, not only in our own penalty area, but in our opponents as well. I thought Thiago, I thought this was the authentic Thiago today, Probably uh, drifted a bit towards the end there, although he did have that uh, assist late on for Sadio. But I, I was I was pleased with his contribution today. He seems he seems more at home now in Liverpool's midfield than he than he has been before. Speaking of Sadio, he didn't seem to have his he seemed to have lost his touch in front of goal today. He did score obviously, but it gets a bit silly with him, doesn't it? If if he has a frustrating time in front of goal, then his mind is so set on trying to score that he seemingly ignores the other options that are available and I think there are times when Mo Salah is in a good position but knows full well he's not going to get the ball from Sadio because uh, he's got his head down and he's, he's looking for that goal so thank goodness he got one perhaps he can <laughs> perhaps he can think more widely uh, in terms of the benefit of the team rather than his own goal scoring tally oh, maybe I'm being a bit harsh he's such a good player uh, and thankfully, he's looking better than he that he did last season. Had a good preseason, didn't he? And he's got off the mark uh, a couple of times, I think, already this season. Um, just finally, I'll continue my campaign to prevent Trent Alexander-Arnold taking 100% of free kicks in and around the penalty area. Another woefully disappointing free kick into the wall. It was only even halfway up the wall, as far as I could see today. Why can't we give him 60 70% of the free kicks? Mo Salah must want a crack at it. Thiago must want to go. I was thinking before Harvey Elliott got injured that he might even have a go from a dead ball. Can't we mix it up just a little bit? Because we're giving Trent every single one of them and he's embarrassingly far off with almost all of them. Um, so, yeah, seems strange to be disappointed about a 3-0 a away win at Leeds, doesn't it? But that injury clouded everything. Nonetheless, uh, it's a good start to the season and I, I'm glad that we... We kicked into the post-international break uh, goings-on pretty efficiently there. It's, it's a great result, 3-0 uh, away from home. And, yeah, we're looking forward to the Champions League now. At Gulasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. 
And now, the Cop On Premier League preview show, every Friday at 7pm UK time on YouTube. Uh, but for this review, there is nowhere else to start but with Harvey Elliott. Get well soon, you young star, you prodigious talent. Humans being humans, and Sky Sports being Sky Sports, I'm sure there are some morons and Man U fans who right now are convincing themselves that it wasn't a red card. But I implore you, dear listener, to take as much heed of their words as you would a five-year-old child with chocolate around his mouth and chocolate on his t-shirt who tries to tell you that he hasn't just wolfed down the last piece of Auntie June's cake. Let me spell it out for those morons and Man U fans in an attempt to be crystal clear, if indeed those thickos can understand even moderate clarity. The IFAB, or International Football Association Board and Guardians of the Laws of the Game, clearly state in the laws of the game that a red card must be shown when there is a dangerous play, b a reckless tackle, c violent conduct, or d serious foul play. You could viably make an argument that Strike's sickening tackle was actually all four of those options, but to even suggest for a nanosecond that it was none of those options and it shouldn't have been a red card would make you either one, a complete tool, or two, Gary Neville, for whom I would refer you to option one. On our new YouTube show, in which we preview the weekend's Premier League action, excuse me for the shameless plugs, but it is every Friday at 7pm, um, the panel took, our panel last Friday, we took a collective lick of the lips in anticipation of this fixture. So it's such a shame the way it turned out. This was supposed to be Marcelo Bielsa's zealous and zestful leads against Jurgen Klopp's fiery rocket reds. What a shame that all I can think about is young Harvey, hoping and praying that our fearless wizard can come back hopefully just as strong, if not stronger than ever. If I try to look at the actual football for a moment, then Liverpool were by far the dominant side, having registered 30 shots on uh, 30 shots at goal in total. We were as dominant as Kilimanjaro is on the horizon on the Kenyan-Ugandan border. I've said it all along, this Liverpool side needs to have a bit better luck with injuries along the way this season and certainly a hell of a lot better luck than today. But if we do get that luck, then we're better than anyone in the league, no matter who they have signed. Everyone is writing us off, but no one will want to play against us. What does that tell you? Deep down, they're scared, they're petrified. And this is Owen from Cop On, hoping that our wonderful 
brilliant players have even more motivation now that they can win it, win it all for young Harvey, starting on Wednesday against the mighty AC Milan. Owen, with more plugs than B&Q here on Post Game, do check out his preview along with Blood Red if you so choose over on YouTube. Steve Dawson also with his take on the game as well as the incident that overshadowed the action on the pitch. Let's now get into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group and see what's being said in there. Andy Pitty writes, absolutely gutted for Elliot. Horrible. Daryl Kavanagh writes, another great result. Gutted for Elliot. Kid looks a real baller, but he's young enough to bounce back from this totally dominated today though we go again waiting for the idiots to start bemoaning why we haven't signed Mbappe and Messi though Jay Roberts writes word of the match bittersweet a wild game that was entertaining to watch until the 60th minute so absolutely gutted for Elliot looked like a season ending injury and hopefully not a career shaping one we just seem to attract unlucky injuries in the wrong position at the wrong time see Van Dyke. Fabinho was man of the match for me Thiago also very strong we played well overall, but it's just hard to come away feeling anything but sorrow for Harvey. And Henry O'Keefe says, hard to be critical of any individual performances, considering we won comfortably. And of course, the priority for everyone is poor young Harvey Elliott. We hope he recovers soon and stronger than ever. Those thoughts echoed here by us at Post Game. Well, for more in the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group, just follow the link in the description of the pod or head to Facebook yourself and simply search for Blood Red. Final few contributors to come now before we get to Mark Baker here's Ross's take on the win over Leeds a 3-0 victory for Liverpool this afternoon and nothing more than deserved but all we can think about is poor Harvey Elliott it looks like an atrocious injury um, can't really blame the Leeds player I don't think probably be unlucky to get sent off um, just one of them freak freak football injuries they haven't shown any replays on the telly they had the players, the management they all look distressed and Harvey Elliott has been a revelation this season a breath of fresh air young lad, full of ability full of talent and to see him go down like that it's yeah, it really it really has took a shine off it to there this evening um, like I say the Reds have been excellent but all you can think about was that poor lad and I hope that it's you know maybe a clean break or something like that. nothing too bad no ligaments or I know six months or so he can be back towards the end of the season that can be the best scenario but all the thoughts were Harvey Elliott all the best to your lad and hope you get better soon on the game three 0 absolutely comfortable leads woeful side so many spaces could have been four five six seven nil. Mane wasted so many chances, got his goal at the end there, did deserve his goal, but you know, should have had a few more. Salah, what 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 can we say about Salah? Scores every single game the man plays in. Unbelievable talent. And yeah, we absolutely cruised that today, didn't we? Leeds really pouring. It's all positive, a good positive start to the season. We're gonna be there or thereabouts. There's no doubt about it. Um, we go now midweek it's uh, AC Milan the start of the Champions League I'll be there Wednesday night in, in, in Anfield looking forward to it AC Milan huge European name huge European tie 
we've waited a couple of years for European football to be back for the fans and yeah I for one will enjoy it on Wednesday night so that's a big moment European football back and then it's back to business at the weekend after that it's Crystal Palace at home you'd fancy our chances and that and it's, it's all positive like I say and yeah people can make a song and dance about the signings and who we haven't signed who we have signed or it doesn't matter to me yeah we think about it we go yeah we need this we need that but we deal with what we deal with we've got the players we've got and we're in the mix I don't care your cities your United your Chelsea's don't get me wrong they are very very strong football inside seeing Ronaldo United shirt it's painful they're going to be in the mix Lukaku he's going to make a difference but you know what I've said it week in week out Mo Salah the most underrated player in the Premier League scores every single week virtually and I wouldn't swap him for any of them players I honestly wouldn't swap him so we go again midweek great start to the season Harvey Elliott all the thoughts with you mate quick recovery come on Liverpool Game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Very impressive performance from Liverpool at Ellen's Road, obviously. However, with a, a sad side to the fixture after what happened to, to Harvey Elliott, which obviously puts a dampener on the results and overall performance. I mean, just to, to touch on Elliott, obviously, it looks like he's got a, a broken ankle, which is obviously dreadful for the player but also really important in terms of the effect it'll have on Liverpool especially judging by what we've seen of him earlier in the season because the fact that Klopp's placed so much faith in him and selected him ahead of other players has really suggests that he would have had a pivotal role to play not just in the coming weeks but also in Liverpool's season really and when you think about Liverpool, and obviously they've been fantastic for a, a number of years now, winning the biggest prizes in football. But like any team, teams need to evolve. They need to find different ways of hating opposition and bring a little bit of variety into that final third. And Klopp's selection of Elliot as part of his midfield three seems like that was the the little bit of different detail he was looking to bring into Liverpool and what I mean by that is this is a different kind of player to what Liverpool essentially have had as part of their midfield three. I've talked for numerous weeks now about Liverpool needing a a real elite hybrid player who can play in midfield but also operating in attack based on the opposition and the needs of, of the side and I suppose because of Elliot's age and the fact that I'll be honest I haven't seen a great deal of Elliot and obviously he's played in the championship and to make that leap you'd think it'd be big in terms of influence and the, the outcome of Liverpool's season and winning the biggest trophies I I always felt that maybe that player had to come from the outside and Liverpool had to recruit uh, that player profile when the reality is Klopp's plan seems to have been to use Elliot in that position and this is not as if this player has been coming in off the substitute bench and playing a few minutes he seems to have been pivotal to how Klopp wanted to set out his, out his team and almost disrupted the balance of how you would normally believe Liverpool as, 
had set up and operating that midfield three. I mean, one of the, the big strengths of Liverpool down the years, down the last few years, has been that collaboration between Jordan Henderson, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mohamed Salah down the right-hand side. Now, we've seen in the Chelsea game, he actually shifted Henderson's position into uh, the left central position of the three, a position that Henderson's played in very few occasions for Liverpool in his career. He's very much a player who favours that right-hand side. It's natural for him to use one of his strengths in that position, which is the ball in from that right-hand side, which he's very adept at. And obviously his covering position and just the angles in which he receives the ball is all suited to his profile of playing on the right-hand side. And to be able to move, well, to make the decision to move the club captain to that left-hand side to incorporate Elliot in such a big game as Chelsea really showcased what he felt about the player. And I don't think it can be underestimated how highly this player is rated and how well this player has done coming into the the Premier League, finding a starting spot in Liverpool's midfield three and having that trust of the manager to be the best possible selection in there. And he definitely does have something different to the other midfield players at Liverpool. He's definitely a player who can find a final pass, connect midfield to attack, and like you've seen early on in the fixtures today, be a threat in terms of what he can offer on the opposition's goal. So, really heartbreaking to see him go down like that. And you'd imagine that the, the season is now ended for Elliot, and maybe a, a tactical plan the Klopp had enable, enabling Liverpool to progress this season and find different variety in the way the attack in the final third has potentially, well, has, has probably left them for this season. And so other players will have to come into that midfield setup once more and fill the void, really, albeit in a different way because of the different profile that that player or them players who will come in will have. So let's hope he can get back as soon as possible, although you'd imagine that this season is now ended. Um, obviously, in the fixture, Liverpool facing Leeds. And the one thing you know about Leeds is it's very much a individualised battle all around the, the, the football pitch. They like the man-to-man working system, or they don't like it, it's what they employ. However, when you play against that particular system, and not many <laughs> clubs will, because it's a, an approach not often taken, especially at the highest level, the spare man will always be one of your deeper players. So in Liverpool's case, obviously operating with a back four, that would mean that either Van Dijk or Joe Matip would be the three man in possession, because obviously... Leeds aren't going to vacate one of their players to to man-mark one of Liverpool's deeper players and leave them overloaded in their defensive area. And so that free man is always there. Now, the one thing you know about Liverpool is that within their squad, the best two players are progressing the ball from that deeper area. And Joel Matip and Joe Gomez. And while Van Dijk is rightly lauded for his ability on the ball, and there's no question, I mean, I've lauded it myself fantastic in terms of switches of play, the variety in his lofted passes into higher players. Van Dijk is not really a player who breaks lines with passes. And what I mean by that is uh, dissecting units of teams with flat balls into the midfield or into the centre forward. It's rare that he would he would do that. He's more of a switcher of play. However, Matip and Gomez both have that ability to drop a shoulder, step into midfield and fire them balls into players who are in higher areas of the field to them. And that's how Liverpool scored their first goal today because Matip, which he's very good at, stepped in, travelled with the ball as the spare man 
overloaded, played a perfectly weighted pass into Alexander-Arnold, and then Salah scores inside the six-yard box. So the way you can hurt Leeds with the spare man was brilliantly exploited by Liverpool and another showcase of just how good a player Matip is. I mean, he is a top-class centre-half in all aspects of the game. And I really can't, can't, thinking back to his time at Liverpool, can probably count on one hand the amount of poor games he's had. He's an absolute excellent not just defender without possession, but also in terms of his use of the football. And that was highlighted again. Obviously, Alexander-Arnold, we know about his quality once he gets into them areas. And I must say a little word on, obviously, Slar opening the scoring. Magnificent achievements against 100 Premier League goals. I think it's the, I don't know if it's right, the, the fifth fastest to be able to reach that, uh, that feat. Um, not only that, by far and away, the most goal contributions of them players to reach 100 goals. So in terms of setting up others, assists, chance creation. And this is all from a player who, unlike the other players within the list, do not play as the central highest player within the side. Obviously, he operates off the right-hand side. And it's just a... I mean, it can't be downplayed what an achievement it is for the player. I mean, you're talking about one of the greats, not only of the Premier League, but also of Liverpool's history in such a short space of time. And again, he will be pivotal to Liverpool being able to achieve their their ambitions for the season. I felt that all round, barring the spell in which after which Elliot got injured, Liverpool were excellent. Thiago and Fabinho, I think the record's something like 10 games played, now nine victories, one draw. And always great, always important for me now to get Thiago in get him playing. I know he came back late, obviously, from the Euros, has injury problems while he was at the Euros, but Liverpool are a far better team with him in. He's an absolute world-class operator. And him alongside Fabinho, and now you would imagine Jordan Henderson comes back into that midfield. Is Even without, obviously, how well Elliot's done, that is a fantastic lineup, And obviously, Liverpool will look to supplement that with players like Curtis Jones, Naby Keita, and, and I like so important important results as well you know obviously you look at how the Premier League shaping up and there's going to be some strong competition for the the prizes come the end of the season look at Liverpool's run of fixtures within the next few weeks I think it is important that they get off to a positive start and certainly an excellent performance today and a very good result Interesting tactical breakdown from Mark Baker there as to what Harvey Elliott has brought to Liverpool in such a short space of time, as well as giving his take on Mo Salah, as Ross did before. And Mo Salah, of course, reaching the Premier League 100 club with 98 of those league strikes coming for the Reds. Final say on the win at Ellen Road here on postgame goes to Mike Holt. Leeds nil, Liverpool 3. I think going into this, I think we all thought this would be an intense match, not even just in terms of atmosphere at Ellen Road, but in terms of style of play with this Bielsa team. But so early on in the season, it felt like a massive three points to gain with City, Chelsea, United all winning the day before. You just want to make sure you're not playing catch-up so early on in the season. In terms of the starting eleven, I think I was really pleased to see Thiago come back into the midfield. Big vote of confidence from the manager to keep Elliot in. And, you know, maybe you could have rested him and played someone else. But, you know, that's a big vote of confidence to see him in that start and 11. I think first 15, we started with what felt like 15 yellows in the opener there. But we did start well. Thought it was quite interesting how deep Jota was playing. 
in that front three just shows that he's more than capable of doing that Firmino role there. And then the 20th minute, Matip turns into prime Beckenbauer, uh, runs through the hole, leads midfield, knocks one out to Trent on the side, who puts in it in a great ball, puts it on a plate really for for the Reds to make it 1-0. And I mean, Mo's had Junior Firpo on toast there for the first half, causing all sorts of issues on the wing for that former Barca fullback. Um, I was really impressed with Elliot in that midfield, forming part of the attack constantly, and that's something that sometimes we've lacked in the past, a bit of creativity in midfield, someone to go and join the attack. Um, Thiago did find the back of the net at some point with uh, Salah making a great little cross to him. In fairness, it was offside, but it just showed how much pressure we were putting on to Leeds. Um, I think defensively, we, we were playing the line, a lot unexpected with Banford to be offside. Um, but, you know, credit to him, he, you know, he was moving, but he didn't really have any runners um, in the Leeds team to, to come around and support him, I suppose. And then we started the second half. Um, couldn't have been a better start, to be honest, with what looked like Manny being quite wasteful and the chance uh, we gain a corner from that. Fabinho fires into the back of the net, puts us two up. Um, you know, and then I mean, probably what the headline of the match is going to be, unfortunately, is that red card from um, what comes with a really bad challenge for for Harvey Elliott. You know, it looks like a really, really serious injury for him. I think it's Jurgen's mentioned there that it's a dislocation. So, you know, the absolute worst thing that can happen to a young lad who's been such a breath of fresh air in this team. You know, we have to wait on the news of how long it's going to be, but it doesn't look good. You know, you've seen Salah's reaction and the and the coaching staff too. But, you know, it's tough for the lads to continue after an injury like that. You know, 2-0 up and leads of 10 men. It was just about controlling the match and seeing how at that point. I think Henderson did well in that in that sort of aspect, just shoring us up. Um, I think the injury and the red card did sort of kill, the, you know, it killed the game and you could tell that in the atmosphere and the ground. Um you know, within eight minutes added on, Manny gets his goal with Thiago putting on a plate for him. You could tell the frustration within his celebration there as well. So, you know, hopefully that does his confidence some good. In terms of individual performances, uh, loved Fabino's performance. You know, I'd have him down as the man of the match. Such a blessing to have a destroyer in that midfield um, in the centre of the park like him. Just gives the whole team confidence. Um, you know, he's he, for me, he's the best centre defensive midfielder in, in the world and he's criminally underrated um, but as a team very professional performance arguably could have had more goals but getting them three points on the board going into the Milan game you know was vital obviously it's soured by the Elliott injury um, you know that's going to pose more concern to Liverpool going forward you know what maybe they should have done in the transfer market you know these injuries do happen obviously it's a bit of a freak one but you know maybe Maybe the, the club are starting to bite the nails a bit of what maybe they potentially should have done in the summer. So, as we say, going into Milan on Wednesday, you know, that's going to be a great night at Anfield. Champions League nights under the lights, you know, what more can you ask for as a fan? Um, you know, hopefully that's the start of the journey for number seven. A sting in the tail for the Reds, ultimately. Three points on the board, but at what cost? With Harvey Elliott stretched off, we will have more reaction on his injury and the very latest in Monday's Blood Red podcast. Do join us for that if you can. We will, of course, also be building up to the return of Champions League football as AC Milan head to Anfield on Wednesday. Hope you can join us then here on Blood Red, but from post game, that's all for now.
You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.